0: In one word, the Iowa State Fair is crowded. Crowded at the food stands, the midway, to see the elaborate sculptures made out of butter. Then there are the crowds packed in front of the small stage where presidential candidates give their stump speech. I'm
1: at the Iowa State Fair!
2: (laughs) Hundreds of political reporters have to navigate these crowds to get a good spot. I'm going to sneak through here, excuse me. Sure. Those gathered to hear the speeches can get into it.
1: Whether you like Donald Trump or not, yeah, yeah. he was not a corrupt politician. I totally and agree. And if you run our country, you are absolutely right. He was a corrupt individual.
2: And after their stump speeches, a crowd of reporters, fans, and staffers follow the high-profile candidates through the fairgrounds.
1: Right, please let the buffer zone. Can everybody take two steps back, please? Take a step back.
2: Everyone take a step, step back. Back. Please take back, a back. step back, please take back, back. Take guys. step
0: back. Get back. Get back. Making an appearance here is a staple of campaigning for president the summer before the Iowa caucuses. One million people show up for the state fair. That's a third of the population of Iowa.
2: What does it really do for the candidates? From the newsroom of Iowa Public Radio, this is Caucus Land. I'm Clay Masters.
0: And I'm Kate Payne.
2: There are two things most people know about the Iowa State Fair. One, the food options can get, well, intense, like the new Colossus sandwich. It's got three cheeseburgers, three sausage patties, about 10 ounces of mac and cheese, and six strips of bacon.
0: The other thing you probably know, presidential candidates, for some reason or another, just have to be there ahead of the caucuses.
2: Good morning! And they have to get excited about it. Uh, As a family, we get to spend a little bit of time together, and I think uh, that Karina and Christian are looking forward to the bumper cars and to that bacon that y'all sell on a stick.
0: The fair attracts a broader swath of Iowans beyond the usual political crowd that shows up to campaign events. For the candidates, it's a chance to show they're just like regular people.
2: That is if they can break through the force field of reporters that follow them everywhere.
1: Watch out, watch out. Whoa, 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 whoa.
0: Hey, guys, come on,
2: man. Frontrunners get to show off their support.
0: Candidates lower down in the polls get to introduce themselves on a major stage to something of a captive audience.
2: Thanks for your Iowa nice. It'll take me from 35 to number one on your list. On this episode of Caucusland, we'll take you into the crowds of the Iowa State Fair after this break. Caucusland is sponsored by Cornell College and by Gravitate Co-working providing flexible workspace for freelancers, remote workers, teams, or anyone sending emails from a couch or a coffee shop, including those in Iowa for the caucuses. With premier co-working spaces in downtown Des Moines and Historic Valley Junction. Learn more at gravitatecoworking.com.
0: This is Caucus Land from Iowa Public Radio News. I'm Kate Payne.
2: I'm Clay Masters. Since 2003, the Des Moines Register has hosted presidential candidates on a stage they call the Political Soapbox.
1: Welcome to the 2019 Des Moines Register Political Soapbox.
2: That's the newspaper's political editor, Rachel Stassenberger. She regularly introduces the candidates, always starting out with some ground rules.
1: We expect Iowa nice. What that means, don't hold up your signs, because then people behind you can't see. Try not to heckle. That's just not very nice, is it? Feel free to cheer. Feel free to interact with the candidates. But let's make it all very Iowa nice. Got it? All right.
2: This stage is famous among politicos, but as Stassenberger points out, it's a pretty simple setup.
1: It's not huge and ostentatious at all. And there are Iowans standing there and sitting down in the heat. It can rain on them. There's lots and lots of media because of the tradition of the soapbox. And so there are all all sorts of ways that in these non-scripted interactions, candidates can go wrong.
2: Like this exchange between the eventual 2012 Republican nominee Mitt Romney and the crowd gathered in front of that stage. We have to make sure that the promises we make in Social Security, Medicaid, and Medicare are promises we can keep. And there are various ways of doing that. One is we could raise taxes on people. That's not the way that, yeah. corporations are people, my friend. We can raise taxes on of course they are. Everything corporations earn ultimately goes to people. So where do you think it goes? Oh, it goes in their pockets. What? what? Whose pockets? Whose pockets? People's pockets. That corporations are people line stuck with Romney throughout his campaign.
0: The fair is full of political and cultural landmines. During the 2007 state fair, Republican candidate Fred Thompson infamously wore designer shoes. The wardrobe choice undermined his appeal to working class voters and dogged his campaign.
2: Some candidates just skipped the soapbox altogether, like both Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump did in 2015.
0: Clinton toured the fairgrounds. Trump did, too, but first he flew kids in his helicopter over the fairgrounds.
1: Well, it just is going to be very exciting for the kids, and I know the kids are going to go up. We have quite a few children going to take rides today. So, where are the children? Get them over here. That's great. I love children. I love Iowa. Great place. Trump
2: kind of trolled Bernie Sanders.
1: Working with other countries to transform our energy system Well, there's Donald Trump. What can we do? Trump
2: flew over the fairgrounds right when Senator Sanders was giving his speech on the soapbox.
1: You know, I apologize. We left the helicopter at home. It's in the garage. Forgot to bring it.
2: This year, the first major candidate to speak was former Vice President Joe Biden, who went on the opening day.
0: When it's a candidate's turn to take the stage, their campaign staff work the crowd.
1: what's this part? I just need your personal name.
0: They walk around with clipboards, trying to get contact info from potential supporters.
2: That's a good idea to get this information. But where do I send money to?
1: Oh, you can just do that online on the website. Uh...
0: Each of the candidates got 20 minutes to speak biden for some reason thought he only had five minutes
1: how much
2: time do i have left how much 15 seconds oh to speak oh y'all are in real trouble then man that's a bad thing to tell me i got more time to speak
0: Well, look folks This is a time for the candidates to deliver their stump speech they've been honing in Iowa to a broader crowd of potential caucus-goers.
2: For Biden, he talked about the connection he'd built with world leaders when he was vice president. He talked about those relationships and how they would help the country rejoin the Paris Climate Accord. He also focused on Iowa's renewable energy industry. This is a state where more than 30 percent of its power comes from wind energy. A lot of people out here didn't think it's a good idea, and then you started doing it, created 10,000 new jobs, didn't cause any cancer, as the president says, generated growth. Well, folks, we can invest, we will invest. 40 billion dollars, 44 billion dollars in research and development for new technologies that deal with sequestering of carbon.
0: As Biden was finishing up, he had a slip of the tongue.
2: We choose unity over division. We choose science over fiction. We choose truth over facts. Many news outlets published stories about the truth over facts flub, but the crowd didn't seem to mind as they cheered.
0: It's not Biden's first stumble at the State Fair. He made a stop here during his first run for the White House in 1987. During a speech, Biden plagiarized some of his lines from a British politician. The outcry followed him until he dropped out of the race a month later.
2: The State Fair is a turning point in the campaign calendar when people outside of Iowa really start paying attention to the race and when more Iowans who maybe weren't fully engaged start tuning in.
1: The brother's sisters. Will you stand with me when we take on the greed of Wall Street?
2: Aslan County watched Bernie Sanders give his speech. Ask this financial advisor if she has a candidate nailed down she's going to support. Yeah, Kamala, Biden, Warren. There's a little bit of daylight between some of those candidates. Absolutely. But it it sounds like it doesn't really matter. I'm looking for some progressive movement. I know that they have different platforms. However, I think what we have now, anything is better.
0: Many of the candidates stuck pretty close to their stump speeches. But the issue of guns kept coming up. Montana Governor Steve Bullock weighed in.
2: We can finally break that dark money stranglehold of the NRA and address gun safety for all Americans, because nobody should be afraid to go to their school for an outing like this.
0: The state fair came in the wake of the country's latest mass shootings in Dayton, Ohio, and El Paso, Texas. Candidates like former HUD Secretary Julian Castro responded to those tragedies.
2: What they really need is they need action. They need Congress. They need Mitch McConnell to
1: get the the Senate back in session. And to pass common-sense gun safety legislation, that's what we can do for the people of El Paso and the people of Dayton and everywhere else.
2: Former Texas Congressman Beto O'Rourke put his campaign on hold to stay in his hometown of El Paso while the community grieved. The advocacy group Every Town for Gun Safety put together a last-minute presidential forum at another location during the opening weekend of the state fair. Even at short notice, the event pulled in most of the candidates.
0: The Democratic field is pretty united when it comes to gun policy. Expanding background checks, passing red flag laws, and re-upping the assault weapons ban. Here's New Jersey Senator Cory Booker during his remarks at the Soapbox.
1: I don't care if you are a gun owner or not. We can unite as Americans and say it is outrageous that we now still live in a country where someone who wants to do harm, who seeks to do terrorist acts, can go on the internet or to a gun show and buy a weapon. We need universal background checks.
0: But the candidates admit those changes won't come easily. After her speech, Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren told reporters it won't be possible without retaking the Senate.
1: You know, keep in mind back in 2013, we voted on assault weapons ban and on background checks. And you may remember, the vote was 54 to 46, 54 in favor, which meant it failed in the United States Senate. Why? Because of the filibuster. The filibuster is there to help the likes of the NRA and the gun industry. I'm ready to get rid of the filibuster and exercise the real power.
2: Betty Wolf is glad the candidates are talking about gun control. This teacher came to see South Bend, Indiana, Mayor Pete Buttigieg, who she plans to caucus for.
1: It's time for us to stop sending kids to school for lockdown drills. Come on, get with it, people. You never had to do anything like that. You older people didn't have to send your kids to school for that. Let's stop, get the automatic weapons out of this country now.
0: There was one Republican running for president who spoke, former Massachusetts Governor Bill Weld. He told the crowd he feels the country needs to be unified and that Trump is a Republican in name only.
2: Because he's not a fiscal conservative. He doesn't believe in conserving the environment. He doesn't believe in free trade. He doesn't believe in all the things that the real Republican Party Used to stand for. So I'm unapologetic about challenging him here because I don't think he's a real Republican. With Iowa Republicans showing overwhelming support for President Donald Trump, Bill Weld doesn't pose much of a threat. The Des Moines Register did invite President Trump to take a turn on the stage, but he did not.
0: There are plenty of non-serious moments, though, in these soapbox appearances. Some candidates take some time to answer questions from the crowd. Pete Buttigieg got this one.
2: Wow! yeah, uh, advice for teenagers entering college. What do you want advice about? (laughs) Anything. Uh, all right, um, well, one thing you ought to know is that dish soap and hand soap are pretty much the same thing, so in your dorm room, this is very useful. It took me a while to figure that out. Um, After the candidates are on the soapbox, they round the corner and speak to the press. Then, after fielding questions, they're off into the fairgrounds.
0: We'll stroll the concourse with some of them after this break.
2: Caucusland is sponsored by Gravitate Coworking and by Cornell College in Mount Vernon, Iowa, where students get a first-in-the-nation, hands-on experience with the political process every election cycle. Explore interdisciplinary learning at cornellcollege.edu.
1: If you like what you've just heard, like and share this episode. Use the hashtag Caucusland. Please take a few seconds to visit caucusland.com to sign up for the latest news and updates sent to your inbox.
0: High-quality journalism is more important now than it ever has been. If you learned something by listening to this episode, make a contribution at iowapublicradio.org. It's your support that makes podcasts like Caucusland possible. This is Caucusland from Iowa Public Radio News. I'm Kate Payne.
2: I'm Clay Masters. The first Saturday of the Iowa State Fair is always a busy one. 2019 was no different. Nine Democratic presidential candidates visited that day.
0: If you're a higher-profile candidate like California Senator Kamala Harris, you're followed by a swarm of TV cameras, reporters, and fans.
2: When Harris showed up, she met Sue Dvorsky, a former Iowa Democratic Party chair, She and her husband, Bob, a former longtime state senator, had endorsed her the day before. They were Harris's tour guide for the fairgrounds.
1: So the ag building is 1905. Uh The cattle barns are in that late 1800s, early 1900s.
2: Harris makes it to the Des Moines Register political soapbox and delivers her stump speech.
1: So here's a guy who came into office on a slogan that was about make America great again, which of course for many of us said, well, again, exactly for whom?
2: Harris delivers a speech many in the crowd have not heard yet.
1: And it it caused us all to ask, you know, back to what? Back before the Voting Rights Act? Back before the Civil Rights Act? Back before the Fair Housing Act? Back before federal minimum wage? Back before Roe v. Wade? Because we're not going back. We're not going back.
2: Afterwards, like all the candidates, she takes a few questions from the press, and then she visits the fairgrounds, followed by gobs of people. Some people can't even make out who's in the crowd encircling this candidate.
1: Who is it? Kamala
2: Harris? She gets some
0: selfies in, and there are critics in the crowd, too.
2: Will you apologize to Brett Kavanaugh for trying to ruin his
1: life?
0: Many candidates make it to the grill to flip pork
2: chops.
1: I think I can also flip Republicans. That's what I'm saying. <laughs>
2: they also try some food. Harris wanted a pork chop on a stick. Oh my God. It's,
1: really good. it's so good. That's wonderful. It's, it's so good. good.
2: For Senator Bernie Sanders, he gave his stump speech and then did a quick walk through the fairgrounds, buying a corn dog and taking a look at the butter cow.
0: Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren had one of the largest crowds of any of the candidates at this year's fair. Some context here, it's notoriously difficult to gauge actual support by crowd size, especially at the fair. But these crowds didn't let up when she left the soapbox stage. Long after she finished speaking, Warren was surrounded by not only journalists, but a crush of supporters.
1: I'm in the public service loan forgiveness program.
0: Folks were absolutely packed around
2: her, and it got tense at times.
1: Can everyone take two steps back so we can all have some room here? Don't two push, steps back. Don't push, don't push,
2: For lesser-known candidates, it's a chance to show off their folksiness. From the moment she walked on the stage, Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar was leaning on some Midwestern jokes.
1: This is something. Thank you, everyone. I am Amy Klobuchar, the senator from Minnesota, where we can see where we can see Iowa from our porch. And now there are some comparisons made between the Minnesota and Iowa state fairs. I'm not gonna say which one is better, but I will say this, I'm very much looking forward to your butter cow, Iowa. We'll
2: As a lesser known candidate, Klobuchar just literally had more room to wander the concourse and actually chat with fairgoers. Yeah, you but there were still plenty of cameras around to document her chosen fair food, cheese curds.
1: Okay, they're of the right quality. They're really good. Some
0: candidates even brought their families along with them. New York Senator Kirsten Gillibrand convinced her husband Jonathan and their youngest son Henry to come along. She introduced them on the soapbox.
1: First, I want to introduce the director of fun, Henry Gillibrand. Henry just won this sloth. He's named his sloth. What's the name? Blueberry. Yes, and this is this is the driver of the RV, Jonathan Gillibrand. Hi, everyone. They, they've made my trip to Iowa amazing. Um, we've done an RV tour over the last few days. We have a couple more days to go. It's been the best part of our summer, and we've loved it. And Henry loves your state fair, so thank you.
2: Former Housing and Urban Development Secretary Julian Castro's wife and kids came as well, they ate fair food and rode bumper cars and visited the cattle barn.
0: At a major event for the state's ag industry, it's a good idea to talk shop with some farmers, especially think? at a time when dairy producers are struggling. But Castro's son, Christian, truly just wanted to pet some of farmer Jesse Schram's cows. But
1: oh, look at that other cow. That's She's going to show know. later today. Oh, really? <laughs> so give her some good sure. luck. Good, good luck. luck. Broge is, giving Broge is giving kisses. Good luck. Thank yeah, you.
2: Good luck. Yeah, what's that? Daddy? Say then Castro kept walking onto the next dairy farmer.
0: So, after all these speeches and interactions, some more scripted than others, does it make any difference?
2: Maybe. Largely the state fair is like a movie set, where presidential candidates get to deliver their lines they've practiced for months, but finally on a stage before a larger swath of Iowans, and before a national audience on TV.
0: While some of the potential caucus goers we spoke to have their favorites, many are being introduced to them for the first time. Even John Delaney, who is visiting the fair for the third year in a
2: row. Darren Thompson and his mother, Beulah, were having lunch at a picnic table when they were overtaken by the former Maryland congressman and a gaggle of reporters. They had a front row seat as Delaney was questioned about his priorities and the president's rhetoric.
1: You sound like you don't
2: think a Democrat who is proposing these big ideas can, can win. This is, is what I think, really simple. A lot of these ideas could not get a majority of Democrats in the Congress to
1: pick
2: So I just think running on things that not even a majority of Democrats would support
1: is not a formula for success in the general election. Do you and work? it also tells yes. me they're not common sense ideas. Forget about, like, politics.
0: In that chance moment, he made an impression on these two voters who were leaning towards Biden and Harris. It's
1: kind of between them two
2: so far. was this Delaney, was he on the debate? Yes. See, I never watched never
1: watched. I, I've never heard him, only this one right here. So, um, you yeah, know. you pretty good there. But. Yeah. That's what I said. That may, I may change my mind before um, that woman is that older woman. What's her name? Was pretty smart. That Elizabeth um, Warren. Huh? Elizabeth Warren. She's got a pretty good head on her shoulder, I think.
0: Meanwhile, Brandon Ray and his partner Rachel Maddox came out to see Senator Kamala Harris for the very first time. And have you all seen Senator Harris before?
2: No, have not. The um, I think the last candidate we saw here was uh, Senator Sanders. Um, got back in 2015, so same spot, same kind of go around. Yep. So
0: Ray says these soapbox speeches have caught his attention in the past. He ultimately caucused for Sanders after first seeing him here at the fair in 2015.
2: Um, I really had no idea who he was at the time. Listened to him, and um, a lot of it. Made sense at the time, and so my first reaction was, Oh man, he's going nowhere at this. Uh, but I thought he, he did really well, um, and yeah. So. And for many, the contest is still anybody's race. The president's base is largely standing by him, but some Republicans are still considering all options, like John Pringle. Look, I'm, I'm wide open. We were just talking about whether you're Republican, Democrat, or Independent, you can vote for anybody, uh, and so. Um, no, I'm, I'm not particularly happy with some things on the Republican side, so I will vote both ways uh, based on what I think is the best course of action.
0: After the last corn dogs were sold and the vendors packed up, 23 presidential candidates made visits to the state fair. Now it's just a fading memory of the nonstop campaigning ahead of the Iowa caucuses.
2: Except for former Colorado Governor John Hickenlooper and Washington Governor Jay Inslee. Both have dropped out of the race.
0: Later this fall, we'll be tapping more reporters from our newsroom as we look into issues the candidates have been talking about on the trail.
2: But we're ending with our segment only in Iowa.
0: This time we're bringing you the story of a chance encounter between a presidential candidate and an Iowa family that could only happen at the state fair. So here's the scene. Laura Farazad Mayer is heading to the fair with her four-year-old son, Harris, and her one-year-old daughter, Elle. They want to see South Bend, Indiana, Mayor Pete Buttigieg at the soapbox. Laura, Harris, and Elle all sat down in our studios for an interview. Harris is a big fan. Um, He was able to say Buttigieg right from the start when, you know, Uh people couldn't pronounce it. Harris also wanted to ride on the giant slide. It's a fair classic. You climb up to the top and ride down on a burlap sack. But without her husband there that day, Laura needed some extra hands to make it all work. So they came up with a plan.
1: Let's ask Pete to take you down the slide. Um, So we did.
0: The three of them made it to the soapbox. After his speech, Buttigieg opened it up for questions, and he called on Laura.
2: Yes, ma'am. What's that? Well, I I can't say no to that. Of course I'll ride the slide with your son.
0: And they did. Harris says they were both a little nervous climbing up all those stairs. Pete was a little scared. But it was totally worth it, he says. I love going down slides. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love going down slides a lot. Harris even got to tell Buttigieg a joke that his mom said he made up all on his own. What kind of cheese does Mayor Pete like to eat? What? What kind? Buttigieg's. Get it? gouda judge. Okay, we want to hear your Only in Iowa stories, too. Give us a call. The number is 888-893-2036. Just leave us a voicemail.
2: Caucus Land is produced by myself, Clay Masters, Kate Payne, and John Pemble.
0: With production support from Jason Burns, Sean McLean, and Nick Brinks.
2: Our music was composed by Garrett Schmid and performed by Garrett and Aaron James.
0: Our news director is Michael Leland. Our executive producer is Katherine Perkins.
2: Subscribe to Caucus Land wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Don't forget to rate and share the show.
2: Caucus Land is a production of Iowa Public Radio News.